Welcome to Franklin Covey's Be a Better Leader podcast. I'm Jennifer Colosimo. I serve as the division president of our enterprise division at Franklin Covey. And I'm joined today by Marsha Barney, uh, one of our senior consultants and also one of the co-authors on a book coming out, I believe in 2022 on change, deep expertise in change. Marsha, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Very excited to be here. So what I'm hoping to talk about with you today, Marche, are reactions that different people have, different first reactions. And as a leader, we need to be able to be aware of, manage those automatic reactions. There's five we'll talk about, advantages and disadvantages. And I feel like if leaders know the common reactions, they know more about how to lead effectively. So what's the first automatic reaction? All right, so one of the first automatic reactions that people might have would be to move. And people who um, are apt to move when change is introduced, they're kind of excited. They are easy to motivate. Um, They're not afraid of change. They are not change averse, they're ready to go. But one of the disadvantages of moving so quickly is the bias towards action can sometimes just have them to move so forward so quickly that they don't have all of the necessary information that they might have to really make good decisions. And they could sometimes move too soon towards certain actions. And another one of the disadvantages is sometimes they could leave others behind who aren't quite clear about the change or ready to move forward. So if I'm a leader and I know I have a bias to action mover, any one or two pieces of advice you'd give me? Yeah, it probably would be a good idea to ask the person who is just ready to go, um, like, what is it that they feel excited about? Um, What are some of the things that they've experienced before? And are there any watchouts about um, moving forward so quickly? So the important thing is the very thing that you're asking, to be in communication about what's happening, even with the person who seems like they're ready to go. And not everyone is like that. So what's another possible first reaction? Yeah. So then there is the person who might minimize change. And the person who minimizes needs to know exactly what is expected of them. Um, We say that they often think to themselves just as little as possible, they wanna do as little as possible and as much as uh, necessary to move forward. So one of the things about the minimize, the person who minimizes is that they wanna focus on what's necessary. So they are focusing on getting things done, but they wanna avoid anything that causes too much disruption. They'll try new things, but they may not be all in. So one of the disadvantages of the person who minimizes is that um, they may not be as committed, obviously, um, and it could actually diminish results. So they're doing things, but it's not yielding the greatest outcomes. And by the way, this is one of those opportunities for a leader to also tap in with that person to find out what's happening, what might be preventing their full engagement because it could actually have an impact on other people. Understood. And and uh, at least 
the, the person who's minimizing is doing some of it, doing the minimum. Like you said, commitment may, may not be where it needs to be. It may not be getting us to the maximizing of what we need for the change. But there's also those that just outright wait. Um, tell me a little bit more of people who wait. All right. It's interesting because for years I used to be that person. Uh, so the person who's waiting, and I'm beyond that, which is such a good thing. But the person who waits is not going to do anything immediately. They are a little bit change averse, maybe. And they're watching. They're wanting to see how others navigate through the change process, how it's working for them. So what's good about a person who is waiting is it's not that they're not going to do it. Um, they're just trying to see. They're a little bit leery, perhaps. And they are asking good questions most of the time regarding what is happening. Um, they're not going to be all in yet because they are trying to carefully consider what's happening, what's at stake, what it means for them. Um, the disadvantage to the person who is waiting is time is also not waiting, right? So it's slowing <laughs> things down and it's taken a longer time to get to the point of decision and the adoption process is taking longer and this is costing, right? So it, it can impact uh, others' progress because when change is happening, a leader needs everybody to be all in. And so that, you know, obviously can be a little bit of slowdown, not just for that individual, but for an entire team, potentially. So as a leader, the first three we've gone for, gone through, as we said, we're going to cover five, you know, move. I'm like, okay, okay, good hints. Make sure they have all the information. Um, minimize. They're starting to move and we can see and the waiters may be slow, but they ask some good questions. So far, I'm thinking, okay, it, 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 I, it's good when I map people and I know these are coming and I know how to lead through it. But the next two seem um, harder on the face of it. So as we look at the next two, um, I'm looking forward to hearing some of the advantages. Let's talk about those that resist. Yes. So a person who resists does not want to go with this change, right? Um, they don't like it. And oftentimes they try to enroll other people in their own resistance to fight against it. Sometimes they do that privately with conversations, side conversations, and sometimes they're very overt or public conversations. Now, it does seem a little bit challenging to think that there could possibly be advantages to that, but there are a couple. A person who is resisting causes us to think about um, what they're, they're wondering, like what's behind the change? And they are actually eager themselves to seek alternatives. They don't want it. So they're looking at what are some other options. So that's something that you might consider. Um, sometimes another thing that could potentially be positive about it is that they counterbalance our sometimes blind optimism as leaders like, oh, this is gonna work. So we're just moving straight ahead. And they're causing us to pause and think about some things that perhaps we haven't thought about or that we need to think about. Obviously, I love that. I love that. Um, they can, because I think moving as a leader, moving toward even the types that look like, okay, there's no advantage to that. For you to say, well, 
but there's alternatives that may make it more effective, obstacles, some counterbalance. Um, obviously, it can also create some conflict. Um, any hints that you have for those that are in this category of resistance? Yes. So by now, there's the pattern that you're hearing, even with this, and that is we. So this is a little bit of shift in paradigms for us. None of them is really good or bad. Yeah. So it really is valuing every one of our team members and just getting some understanding about what's happening with them in the process. So the person who is resisting is as valuable in that we want as leaders to have conversations with them to understand what's going on, what's happening. What is it that you don't like? What suggestions do you have, mm -hmm. right? And validate, you know, what they may be feeling and try to engage them in moving forward. Very helpful. So let's move to the last one, the last one. I'm looking forward to the advantage here as well, Marche. Okay. So the last one is the person who just wants to quit. They don't want any parts of it. They want to opt out and, and just leave altogether. Now, there is something that does not, you know, it's, it's maybe what we want, maybe what we do not want. So this is the part that's not, this is what we don't want. The quitter who actually stays mm. and they disengage. We don't want that part. That's not so positive. But here's this advantage. Sometimes people decide that this honestly is not for them, right? And they opt out. The positive thing about that or the advantage to recognizing and even talking to the person who quits is recognizing maybe this is an early indication that the change has not been communicated as effectively as we thought or would like to it have been. Um, the other thing is it could be an indicator of it being a deal breaker, something that we thought, you know, this was something that would engage or we could get everybody all in on, but they're not. And those are some things that should be considered from the start. So those are the advantages. It's not all for naught. The disadvantage of um, the quitter is it could cause fallout and we could lose a lot. Um, and the other thing for the individual who does not um, want in and who quits, it could be um, that when they face harder things, they don't grow. Um, but again, it's something to consider. Maybe if somebody is not going to be all in, it's not the worst thing that a person decides that this isn't for me. I really appreciate that, Marche. Thank you so much for joining us. And for our listeners, um, a couple things that I took out of Marche's conversation, these natural reactions to change aren't inherently good or bad. They're simply often an automatic. And as Marche mentioned, she's even changed over time as to her automatic. So uh, very much appreciate that. When we get curious about our reactions and manage them thoughtfully, we can adapt rather than react. So as you think about your reactions to change as a leader, is there one that stood out for you as a common reaction? 
Are there reactions you've seen in your team? And what can you do about the advantages to those? Embrace change. Do what you can to avoid the disadvantages. For some helpful free resources on how to navigate change and turn uncertainty into opportunity, please visit us at franklincovey.com. Mm-hmm.